that he wants Thank God in this place. Come on, give him another praise in the house. Yes. Yes. We know he watches over us. No matter what is going on, he's watching over us. Yes, yes, yes. So I praise God this morning for his goodness. Let us pray. God, our Father, we do thank you for watching over us. We praise you for this service this morning and for all the things that have transpired so far. We ask that you continue to bless us in this service. Now bless the word as you have given it so that it may do our body some good. In Jesus' name we do pray. We say amen. Amen. As you know, we won't endeavor to be long, but I did try to put together something that God wanted us to hear. So verse 10 of the scripture said, Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant. But I am slow of speech. He was giving his uh, excuses. And, uh, I, and I am of a slow tongue. I believe God wants me to briefly talk to you this morning from the topic, Hard Talk for God and to God is not very hard. Let me hear some audience participation this morning. Hard talk for God and to God is not very hard. Now let me hear you one more time with a little more enthusiasm. Hard talk for God and to God is not very hard. All right, amen. I thank you all for being obedient to the me asking you to do some audience participation. <laughs> you see, because uh, talking to God and for God can seem hard, but God's anointing can make it very easy. Let me give you a quick true story, and I'm going to endeavor to stay on my time. I think I'm doing okay right now. When I first started preaching, uh, my preaching ministry I felt like Moses. Uh, I didn't stutter. No, I didn't. I never had a stutter. But I felt in my heart that even though uh, God had called me into spoken ministry as well as uh, music ministry, that I did not necessarily have what it took to be a preacher. I was telling my wife how when they asked me to stand in one time at a seven last word service, I told them I was going to make sure they got the most educated message they could get because I was not planning to be anybody's preacher. Uh, but, uh, you know, God has a way of changing things. See, I didn't think I had what they called a preacher's voice. You know, I felt like I could sing and I could, I could play, but I didn't have the voice that the preachers had. You know, the kind that 
that they hoop and they go out and holler and, and they can growl every now and then. I didn't think I was any of that. And I said, Lord, why are you calling me to do this? Because you need the ones that can growl. You need the ones that can hoop. You need the ones that can stomp and can sweat it all out. You, you need them. Not me. Uh, and so I was like, Lord, 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 I, I can't do this. So I was just like Moses who was giving excuses. And I wondered if people would even want to listen to me. Because I was used to briefing and doing things in a slow, methodical way and, and giving the words of whatever it was I was trying to convey. But I did not know that people would want to even come to a church and ever hear me preach the word. Because, you know, that's the context that we fall into. Yeah, go ahead, we go. always think when we talk preaching, we're talking church and we're talking a crowd of people. Yeah. And we're talking about letting them have the hoop and, the, and letting them know that God. Let me tell you something, though. In the middle of that, I, 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 I didn't growl and I didn't uh, do a whole lot, but I had a heart-to-heart -heart talk with yeah. us. Right. And, you know, in other words, God and me had to hash that thing out. And when we talked about it, I had a little talk with Jesus, Veronica, and I told him all about my troubles. And I Said they, the old folk used to say, when you tell him about your troubles, he will hear your faintest cry. Yeah. Yeah. And he will answer. Bye. 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 So, so I thank God for having the talk. So, so God, in what I call the first movement of this sermon, where I will briefly discuss how easy or hard it is for God to talk through us, uh, talk to us. He let me know that the hard talk for God is not very hard. One, because we can do hard things. Y'all right. know our theme for this year. We can do hard things. That's the first thing. And then number two, we can uh, go to God and accomplish anything with him as he desires as long as we depend on him. Amen. As long as we love him. As long as we trust him. God will give us what we need to accomplish what he needs us to do. So here comes the book of Exodus. Looking at God's chosen leader, Moses. Who had had a hard talk with God. But just one chapter earlier, he was behind a bush that was burning, but did not burn up. And he was talking to God during that time. And this chosen leader was out there complaining about how hard talking, putting a hard message that God wanted before the Israelites out there. And he was telling God, but that's not in my repertoire. I don't do that kind of thing, God. I don't have the right articulation of speech. And God said it did, and he said it did. That he was eloquent in speech, and that he stuttered, and he had a slow tongue, he, so he couldn't do the job because of all of his disabilities. 
Well, is there anything too hard for God? I heard a preacher say that on yesterday. Is there anything too hard for God? And we know there is nothing too hard for God. God had to tell him who made his mouth. Or, or he, he, then he said, well, well, who made the dumb people, the ones who are not able to talk at all? Who made the deaf who, who cannot hear? Or, or, or who even made the ones who are seeing or the ones who are blind and can't see a thing? Who did that? Wasn't it I? Wasn't it I, the Lord? And so Moses had to accept what God was sending his way. So God was telling him was uh, that through speaking for him might seem hard to you and, and, and giving his people direction might seem hard to you. That though the words may seem difficult for you to swallow and spit them out among the people and the men and the women, I will make your words easy. I'll make it easy for you to talk. My talk. So I ask you this morning, has God ever tested you in your hard talk area? Has God ever told you to go boldly out into the world and let the world know that you are a saved child of the King? Has God ever told you that he has a word that he wants you to let the world know that it's a word from God. Some people have to worry about that because they, they want to hear God talk to them audibly. God often talks in silence. God often talks in circumstances. God often talks in our hard talks through our Anybody in here got a testimony? Yeah. I will tell you that sometimes that is the book that people read. That is the God that is talking to you uh, through the testimonies that he has allowed you to understand in your life. Some don't speak at all because God has made it easy for people to see them converting some hard talk through their actions. And that is where we really what do you do when uh, nobody is looking? Amen. And when they are looking, how do you act? How do you receive what God has said? And how do you do what God says to do? And when he says go, like he did in verse 12, and, and he says, I'll fill your mouth with the appropriate words. What will you say to him? So in essence of time, let me go to the second movement, which deals with more of a modern day kind of how hard or difficult it is for us to talk to God. So we talk, had God talk to us and through us. Now let's go the other way and see how hard it is for us to have uh, us to talk to God. Now, as always, I do some research, and some people like to hear the research, and 
happened to run across an article in Bible.com, and it was titled, God, Can We Talk? I don't know about you, but that was a perfect example for me. I had to talk to God on many a day, and so I said, God, can we talk? This is perfect. And so soon I realized the relevance for the Chris of the context of Moses not feeling as though he could speak God's hard language. Reverend Denise, even sometimes the harsh language that God sometimes had it for us to make it plain. And so I began to go through the article and what I found was three major issues, uh, areas of conversation where there were hard talks with God. And they relate to us in today's uh, environment. First is the conversation that we have with God after we have screwed up. Anybody here ever screwed up? Had something you did wrong before God? And you screwed it up? And you know you screwed it up. All right. We screwed up. We screwed up. And, and it was hard to talk to God yeah. about how we screwed it all up. We had the same old crazy sin that we had been doing, and we, we screwed up and we repented. And the next thing we know, here we go again, doing the same thing over and over again. Let me raise my hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and God has said go. But because you screwed up, you felt so screwed up that you didn't think you could do the hard thing that he was requiring you to do among the masses. It's right there in the text in Exodus. The text will tell you that somewhere along the line, Moses had screwed up. But through all of his misalignment, God still wanted him to take the hard talking job despite his screw-ups and his so-called misappropriation of speech. And what's more, God sent Aaron to help him speak correctly. Tell me God won't help you out in a time. Moses stuttered. <laughs> I can't I, I can't get it out of you, would say. But the Lord sent his brother to help him Amen. with his speech. Amen. Won't he do it? Yes. Won't he make it so it won't be so hard? Yes. It'll become easy when you trust him. Yes. And then secondly, I related this the research to finding out how hard it is for us uh, to talk to God. When our futures seem so bleak, we're in circumstance after circumstance after circumstance after circumstance. Thought you had money and it's all gone. Thought you had a perfect life and it's all gone. Thought everything was just like you wanted it to be and it's all gone. It ain't what you thought. It ain't what it's looking like. It, it just ain't. And so your future is looking big. But I have it on good authority 
that your future is not bleak to God. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And I believe at this point, Moses still had a rather hopeless outlook on life. And he had to take on the job of delivering messages to waiting people and delivering messages to a former uh, adopted cousin, the Pharaoh, that nobody wanted to hear. And they certainly didn't want to hear it from him. He knew it was going to be a problem. The hopeless outlook often occurs because it is only after we screw up royally and we have some theologians out there that suggest that it's fairly much forced into the mindset of us. It's only after all of that occurs that we must go deeply into dependence on God. This dependence brings us our deepest and most fruitful hard talk conversation yeah. and makes us see how hopeless we are in front of a mighty God. That's right. And we got to get into proper alignment, proper relationship, proper purpose. And those are the only way to get into the right relationship with God and get on the straight and narrow. Yeah. I know I'm preaching to myself, and so I want to make sure I just put a few words out there for y'all, but I got to put a whole lot of them here for me. Amen. Because God has to get me straight Amen. when I screw up, when I'm in a hopeless situation, when I'm looking like Moses in a bad predicament. And then third, and I'm going to hurry up and be out of your way, when we are saying, hey, God, can we talk? We want to have the conversation with God when our emotions are wrong. Anybody know how you feel when your emotions go all over the place? You are in a raw situation. Everything gets on your nerves. That very last one you have. Everything is up in the air. You don't know what to say to people. You don't want people to say anything to you. You want to go on about your business and they won't leave you alone. The emotions are all over the place. Uh, and surely Moses was in the same situation. He, he was having these backward thoughts. I don't want to be with all of these people. I thought I did, but I don't think so. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about Moses. I love being with y'all now. I'll tell you that. You can't wait to say about that. I love me some refuge too. And, 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 and so, but Moses was in a predicament. And he did what I think we all have to do. And that is go back to back to where I started. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your troubles. He will hear your faintest cry. And yes, he will answer. 